You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media. This is the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. And we've got a couple of outside goers rolling with us tonight. As per <laughs> usual, we have the owner and proprietor of DAR Sports Media. He is DAR True God. And especially riding with us tonight, we have a sensation on the wrestling scene in Florida, taking it back to the territories. This man is such a legend down there. He's also on YouTube with his Miami Heat channel. He is Ernest Alexander. Ernest, tell us a little bit about what you got going on down in Florida. And I know you did a little bit of stuff with WWE as well. So this, let's let the folks know, listen, this is not some ham and egger rolling with us tonight. This is the real deal. Oh, no, 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 my man. Been in the business now for 15 years. Trained with some of the greatest. Rusty Brooks, uh, um, off, of the, uh, off of the Wild Samoan, you know, I, I, Norman Smiley, um, MVP. I've been trained by some of the best in this business. Soul Man Alex G. Um, I've been blessed to have been in the ring with some of the greatest. Been all over the world, been to different countries. As you mentioned, I've done some work for WWE, uh, Impact Wrestling as well. So uh, I've been blessed to be to been out there and have some great matches. Uh, currently, I'm with Coastal Championship Wrestling down in South Florida. We are the hottest pro wrestling company in the state of Florida. The last territory, actually, in the United States. So we're doing it big down there. We're having a good time. Hell oh, yeah. And, uh, before before we move forward, Ernest Alexander is my name, but my wrestling character is Ernest R. Alexander, the third E-R-A, just so we get it straight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look out for Ernest Aura down there in South Florida. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, okay, that was the best moment right there. Ernest Aura, we're good. No, yeah. We're done. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> so, here on Weekend Wrestling, the podcast for people who go outside. We're usually yes, doing sir. week in wrestling news stuff um, okay. because since we do go outside a lot, so enough so much, we don't always watch all the shows. So we usually I just want stick, to point out stick real to quick, What's that? real quick, it's like when you actually have a life, wrestling is like like watching wrestling and following everything is is like a backseat. So this one. Oh point yeah. Out. I try to show my kids uh, wrestling now. Like my my girl, I'm thankful my girls love it. But my oldest daughter, she just specifically likes the Royal Rumble. So at least we get to watch wrestling together. Hell yeah! So, Hell yeah! So, oh yeah, that's yeah. dope. She so, only likes it because the countdown. That's it. Like I mean, <laughs> and then she. I mean, that's the best one to hook. Out. Yeah, that's the best right? thing to hook hook people in though is that countdown. <laughs> it's so fun. So, our first thing up this week. Uh, Oh boy. The big the big lead in, right? AEW Dynamite versus NXT. NXT was loaded. AEW put on a good show. AEW got fucking smack OLED in the fucking numbers. Uh take on we true, obviously, as per usual, me and you had some pretty measured takes about it on on, on Twitter. Like, hey, it is what it is. AEW still put on a good show. I, I think only 600,000 people watching is kind of concerning, but the fact that it got beat pretty bad, I, I mean, it is what it is. Bunch of big stars from the other company. Um, I thought it was a good I show. Mean, It'll be fine. Look, it's one fucking week. A lot of bunch of people fucking embarrass themselves online. So, well, please. So what I want to say is, so, you know, I, I missed it on Tuesday. Um I missed both shows. I was I, I was trying to make actually, but you know what happened? We ended up recording with Anthony King that night. Yeah. So well, I ended up literally going from, you know, uh, making sure my daughter was with, with her mom and stuff like that, and then went right back to to and it's like ten o'clock, and we had to do that, so I missed it. So I watched some of uh, Dynamite back like Wednesday while she was in school, and I was like, I thought Swerve and Danielson was a really good match. Um. I saw some of the like the edge and, and Christian stuff. That's cool. I, I saw, you know, Sheeta one side. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Christian stuff. <laughs> no, no yeah, you know what? Nah, man. Look, we, 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 I know it's my name, Adam. And I should, we should call him Adam, but I'm going to call him Edge. Let's <laughs> call him Edge. Let's call him Edge. Like, no, nah, man. Like, like, I saw some of it. And like I said, I think the show, you know, from what I've seen, like, you know, clips on YouTube and then watching it back later on, DVR, stuff like that. 
for the most part, man, like I, I think AEW, they're doing a decent job of putting together great matches. You know, great. Like I mean, Swerve and Danielson, that's 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 a that's fire. You can't you can't go wrong with something like that. Yeah. But I think what it is is that you they were they were on a different night. They weren't on Wednesday, so you already have people who watch Tuesday to see NXT. And then you add in the John Cena, the the Undertaker, you know, appearance and, and everybody else. Like, people are going to tune in for that. Even if they're not doing anything substantial, which, to be fair, they didn't really do anything substantial. But it's just you put those names there, people are going to gravitate to it. And I don't, I didn't think AEW had, like, an ace up their sleeve to be like, you, can, you can't say, oh, watch this because CM Punk is going to be here. Mercedes Monet. You can't use yep. that because you're. Cause you're well, one you can't you can't say CM Punk's coming, but you definitely you you definitely can't use Mercedes Monet because she not well, she's not there yet, uh, per se. You know the, the rumors that she I will. I don't think that she's gonna bring as much eyes, man. I don't like. I, I don't disagree with you, um, but I do think. I think not fucking now. That is, goddamn. Been, a decade later, yeah, <laughs> done a lot. Hey, we we never talked about this on the show, but I guess it's okay to talk about it. But January eleventh of this year, the whole mystery partner thing with Soraya and all this stuff like that. I think we knew at one at some point that probably was supposed to always have been Mercedes, yeah. but it just didn't happen like that. And so because when that when that opportunity missed, it was like okay. And then she got hurt before Forbidden Door. She showed up at All In, and it was like, oh, she showed up at All In. So you know she's eventually going to work with AEW. But it's like, I mean, she need to get – I guess she just got to get back out there, right? Got to get back out there, get some buzz back up. But it's just not – I don't know. I don't think there's anything that they could do right now to get, like, super hot. Like, that 2021 run where they had Punk, Danielson, and Cole, Mm -hmm. like, in a three – that was crazy. Like you, yep. you can't, and you can't, undisputed you can't era and fucking Alistair Black debuted that whole thing. Yeah, it was, it was just so like they had back to back to back to back to, and it was like, you know, ma- matches are, are great in professional wrestling, but it's those moments that you that you don't forget. AW didn't have a lot of those in my opinion at that time, but when Punk showed up and Danielson and Cole in the same segment to close out a pay per view. They were they were they were like white hot at that point. And I think it's hard to get back to that because you've lost guys, you've lost your Cody's, you've lost Punk, you just lost Jay Cargill. So you've lost a little bit of something and it makes people look at you like you were the alternative. But you're going through some of the same problems that we've saw, you know, people say WWE has or some others, you know, other companies has. So I think I think right now they're they're in a weird place. Um I expected him to lose to NXT, like, but you know I don't care about ratings. Like that doesn't that don't move me. Like, I, I don't get I don't get paid for for the ratings. You know what I'm saying? So, um, um, I, I do want to point out though, you know, this uh this past week, you know what I mean? Shout out to uh, uh I think it was this past, no not this past week it was last week right? Uh, last week's Collision and um, and Rampage Commander was on, and he came out to my song twice. My daughter got the Got to got to see the song on on television twice. So shout out to that. Other than that, I don't think I just don't think there's anything they can do to get those numbers back at that 1.1, 1.2 million. And I mean, that's just that's just the way it is right now. Man, you got football back now. Basketball is about to come back. We in playoff baseball. It's hard. It's gonna be hard to compete on certain nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you gotta, you know, it's just hard. Like. So I wouldn't. I don't think Warner Brothers cares that much. <laughs> like as long as they get that seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, eight fifty nine, they're good. They're good. NXT was going to mop the floor with them anyway. It's just like if NXT would have moved to Wednesday instead of Tuesday, they would have probably lost. That's just that's just probably the way it goes. Just you know the day the day the day the day that it came on TV, people would go tune in for NXT. And if I had an opportunity to watch two legends on a show. Overwatching people I can see any other week, I'd probably choose a show with the legends that I probably don't get to see as much. So yeah, that's all it is. Ernest, what was your thoughts? I think too much people are worrying about, or not worrying about, but they're thinking about the ratings between the two shows. I think if anything from the war between WWE and WCW taught us was to live in the moment and to enjoy 
what you have. The fact that you, as a wrestling fan, we now live in a time where you can switch from one wrestling company to another wrestling company. That's fucking awesome. Because I remember being a little boy watching in 98 Monday Nitro. I would see Sting and then I flipped the channel and watch Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold and WWE. And I flip back, flip back, or I'd record one in one room and watch one in another. You lost that shit in the late 90s and in the 2000s. And we grew up in this era, especially in the 2010s, where wrestling was starting to become fucking boring. Like, to a point where it was like, bro, like, seriously, like, this is what I'm watching? And then people had, you know, like, I mean, the great thing about wrestling is that you can always watch the Indies. You can always watch New Japan. You can always watch some great stuff. But what WWE brought and what WCW brought was that drama, was that realism in pro wrestling, was that fact that, like, when you can watch pro wrestling and you can actually get lost, because we all know what pro wrestling is, you guys. It's like watching movies. But when you can watch certain characters kind of take you into the ride, like, for me, when I was a kid, it was, like, we know the names. We know The Rock. We know Stone Cold. We know Hogan. We know the NWO. You know, we know Bret Hart. There were so many guys that would just take you on this emotional roller coaster. And I felt like wrestling lost that for a long time. And now you're kind of gaining that momentum. It's like what True said in, like, wrestling in 2021, AEW wasn't becoming the, the what you may call it, like, the alternate anymore. It was actually becoming great. But they kind of lost that. And that's what AEW needs. You know, that's what CM Punk, CM Punk brought. CM Punk brought that Hulk Hogan effect in WCW. And that's what I feel AEW needs to get over that hump. And it's not to beat WWE in the rating war. Who gives a shit about that? It's to provide the best wrestling product for the fans. So we can enjoy both companies. So we don't have to just watch one. I think it's dope. So the, the next thing that kind of followed that and was with our, like, kind of our next story uh, of the week here was Tony Khan cracking off some some interesting tweets. And I had this whole bit figured out that I was going to do on here, how I was going to call all of you such massive fucking dweebs for putting out these fucking think pieces about how I, I saw one it. person. I saw They'll I saw one it. I saw one person say uh there needs to be a conversation about uh, Tony Khan being removed because the <laughs> the growth of AEW could be stunted by his behavior on social media. So, first of all, <laughs> the only person who has any vested concern for the growth of AEW is fucking Tony Khan. Hello? Remove him for the interest of fucking who? The, the stockholders that don't oh, fucking man. exist? What the fuck are you even talking about? That's first. Second, Twitter is not fucking real. We have fucking learned that many, 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 many fucking times. Because if it was, AEW would be getting more than 700,000 viewers every fucking week. But it's not. Uh, And third, it's like there's nobody, there's no person who was a lapsed fan from the era that that, uh, Ernest was talking about. Who was like, well, I was going to check out AEW, but... Tony Khan made this tweet, so now I don't think I will. Like, that's not a fucking thing that's happening in the fucking real world. So, you know what? Look, shut you, the you fuck bring, up. <laughs> you bring up a good point, right? Tony Khan's tweets making people turn tune out of AEW is not a thing because some real life stuff that happened with Vince McMahon did not make yeah. people tune out. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> like, like, let's be real, bro. Like, like. If people want to watch I wrestling, mean, facts, like they're gonna facts. watch wrestling. Like they're gonna watch wrestling. It's like at the end of the day, the owners and whatever, like whatever somebody does in that company, any company, fucking tweets. Like the country oh. that provides a large portion of WWE's fucking money chopped a motherfucker up, and we all knew about it. And WWE still did business with them and still put on sports washing fucking propaganda for them. And motherfuckers still watch the show. So you're talking about if you, Tony Khan's fucking tweets? Fuck if off. You, if you but that's really the world we live in. Everybody's so freaking sensitive. Like, are you kidding me? Like, people, Chris Brown beat the shit out of, Kriana, of Rihanna and everybody still listening to his music. And now everybody wants to complain about some words that's on social media. That's the world we live in. 
words on social media are actually offenses to people. Like, bro, when I was a kid, words was nothing. Like, you would talk like, you need Sticks to come hit me. Yeah, like, bro, Sticks exactly true. Sticks, Sticks and stones. stones. Nowadays, words make people jump off of bridges. And that's ridiculous to me. Like, I just, I, I that's the world we live in, and I'll never understand what, it. Well, what was yeah. wild about it, too, speaking of what True was referring to just now, uh, some of the tweets were talking shit about shit that Vince did. The the fact that he is a fucking sexual predator. Fucking. You want to look, look, but, but it's Tony. If that's Listen. your competition, if that's the dude you're, you're punching up at Tony, can't you do more of that shit? Are you fucking really, if that was my competitor? Yeah. I'd be talking about it. Are you going to watch my show? Or are you going to fuck with this fucking fondler over here? Get the fuck out of here. You know, the thing that's funny to me about all this is is that, like, at the end of the day, whether you care what Tony or you have an issue with what Tony Khan uh, said or what he's done, whether you have an issue with Vince McMahon, and obviously there's thousands of things. Like, even he's he's covered up a murder. You really want to talk about it. You really want to get into it. Yeah. You really get into it. We ain't got to get into that. But I'm just saying, like, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's just a whole. We like, like I said, we can open up a can of worms when it comes to Vistic Man or most billionaires and most rich people, anyway, right? You go oh, to yeah. the can of worms for what they do. This is this is not only just America, all over the world. This is how it works. The problem is, is that at the end of the day, I watch wrestling for entertainment. I watch wrestling because it's enjoyable. I watch wrestling because this is something that I grew up on. You know, and it's like I don't care. Like I mean, I do care. Like this man is like a creep or whatever. I, I I care as a as a father. I care about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like as a man, I care about stuff like that. But when it comes to the business side of it, no, like like I, I've watched WWE most of my life, and you know, uh. I knew Vince McMahon was whatever he was. You know, Tony Khan seems like a decent guy, you know, from the little bit I do know personally about him. You know, he's got a good heart and all that stuff. But guess what? I could care less about that when it comes to watching wrestling. Well, and and clearly, clearly most of the viewing audience could care less about that as well. So certainly, so certainly some fucking tweets, taking some jabs isn't going to fucking change that like come on people also gotta realize tony is a tony tony you know back in the day like they used to have like wrestling forums and all that stuff like that tony khan is one of those guys he was that guy he was on the wrestling forums he used to do all that That, that's him knowing that about him it's funny to me because i'm like everything about him pretty much (laughs) pretty much is that like personality wise and stuff like that makes sense but it's like yo if that's who he is that's who he is if it bothers you that much, just block them or mute them. Don't pay attention to it. It's not that deep. Like if something, if you see something you don't like, if I if I'm watching TV and I see something I don't like, you know what I do? Change the channel. Exactly. If, if I'm do anything, like if I'm if I'm scrolling my my timeline, I see something I don't like, I just scroll by it. Like it's not that deep. Like everybody has to want to have an opinion or or thought on on everything, which is which is cool. You're entitled to your own opinion, but it doesn't mean everything is that deep. Tony Khan tweeting like that is not that deep. And you are entitled to have your own opinion. And sometimes your opinion is stupid as fuck. Yes. Speaking of which, how about Big Bill and, and Ricky Starks taking the belt off of FTR? FTR, who did a fucking excellent job of carrying that tag division for the last three months. <laughs> you know, true, true. I know you're laughing right now. Uh, I got it. Look, I, so look, what's funny I, was last week I was gonna say I really fucking this. like this pairing. I like fucking Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Um, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I like I going for don't. don't do it. They don't do it, please. Uh, I don't want to do it. And then, but I, what we ran it because we were running long anyways, so I didn't mention it. I didn't bring up that topic, but I really like them as a team. And then, goddamn, what do you know? Who won the pony? Motherfuckers won the tag team title. One of the things I saw people talking shit about there is they said, oh, this is supposed to be like a Shawn Michaels and Diesel pairing. Why are they fucking taking them down the tag road? I'm like, Shawn Michaels and Diesel had the tag team titles in 94. What are you talking about? People Max. just speaking out of their ass, having stupid fucking tags. opinions about this tag division. <laughs> um. Big Bill and okay. Ricky Starks, how about that shit, man? 
Okay. So two things. Um, shout out to Ricky Starks. Uh, I know you saw he was he responded to me when I said he was standing on business. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Rick. Well, there um, we go. That's my that's, that's that's my guy. But um, I think Starks, like I said, I think Starks deserves a title. Like he he he's been putting in pretty good work from what I've seen. Uh, I think he's a talented guy. Um, I think Big Bill. You know, it's funny when he was Big Cass in WWE. I didn't care for him like that when he was with Enzo. Didn't really care for him like that. But I think he's done a lot. He's improved and done a lot of good work since. Um, I, I yeah, it was a surprise, which is funny. Uh, let me see how I word this. That was the intent that it was a uh, supposed to be obviously a big surprise, catch people yeah. off guard, and I and, think I think it worked well. That's that's great. Sometimes that's that's a good thing to do when when but I want um when Brody want, fucking squashed Cody, I was like, that's a great thing to inject into your show because right. you just don't know. Like it, it can happen sometimes. Like I love that. So I want to say this. I want to say this because I think this is to your point about FTR having a great last three months with the belts. I didn't like that. I felt like Starks and Big Bill's title win kind of got lost in the discourse on Twitter yeah. over FTR. And there's two things I'm going to say. Um, I think wrestlers, like I said, there's some great wrestlers and some cool wrestlers. I think wrestlers have to get out of, uh, some of them have to get out of a childish mentality of always wanting to get the story out to the dirt sheets before, and, and, like just before or for whatever reason, um, because there's no reason why a story came out that FTR wanted to to put over Starks and Big Bill because we don't need to know that. In my opinion, we don't need to know that. Not right know? now. Like it's cool, not like, cool story for later, but not yeah, right now. it's like it's like in the moment it just looks like Starks and Big Bill ran over him. You you maybe think oh it's Cash hurt or you know like Dax couldn't handle can handle taking on both of them. I think that's that stuff that you want the fans to be like hey like that was crazy. I didn't expect that coming, but you know. Wrestlers going and telling dirt sheets, yeah, that was my idea, and I think this is great. I don't like that. I don't. I didn't like that, and I thought that's what sparked the conversation for uh, a young lady to make an uh, a bad assertion. I, I I thought that was a part of it, a little bit of it. Now I don't agree with what she said because I thought it was a very stupid, um, stupid, stupid take. And I've said this on Twitter. I'll say this. In any spaces, podcasts, whatever. I don't think it was a smart, uh, smart take. And I think we kind of get ourselves caught in being in our fandom sometimes that we don't step back and just say, "Oh, this team was dope. They had great matches, and they just lost the belt. And now, now they lost the belt to another team, and and they did good work, and that's it. They move on to the next, you know, just next man up." I find the discourse to be stupid, um, and I just think. FTR is cool, man. Like I said, they did great work. I've, the, the, the matches I've seen them do on Collision were great. Um, they work with, you know, my guys, Anthony Henry and, um, you know, J.D. Drake. Well, work horsemen, you know, the, the Carolina boys. So uh, I love, you know, I love seeing that. I think they did great work. I think people are too caught up in their agendas. And it's like, bro, like, go outside, man. Like, Dax don't owe nobody nothing. Cash don't owe nobody nothing. Starks don't owe nobody nothing. Like if Starks if Starks decided to say, hey, I want to leave AEW, which is a a big thing about all of this, because that's another thing I didn't like. People were dis disrespecting FTR, talking about FTR, but they're doing it to also take shine away from Ricky Starks because they don't like Rick either right now because they think Rick is going to leave AEW and go to WWE. And if he so chose to, who cares? That's his right. And I think like it's too much. It's too much. It's too much agendas, man. Like at the end of the day. I like watching wrestling. I want to see great wrestling. I want to be entertained. I do not care if Ricky Starks decides he wants to leave and go to WWE. That's my guy. I'm going to support him. I'm going to support him. I hope he get a big bag and go, you know what I'm saying, kill it over there. I hope he gets some opportunity. Like, none of y'all work for these companies. That's another thing. For you fans, you podcasters, quote-unquote podcasters, you people, uh, you writers, you journalists, none of you actually work for these companies. Your loyalty don't matter. Like, brother, I get, I like, let's be clear. I have gotten a check from this company. 
I have no loyalty to this company. And I'll say this on air. They know this. And that's why they rock with me because they know what they're getting with me. I don't have to have loyalty. To, I got loyalty to one thing and well, two things. And that's my family and it's DAR. And guess what? They coincide because they're, they're basically the same thing. So it's like, I don't understand how you start up a brand of being wrestling or working in wrestling as a journalist. And then you attach yourself to a company. Oh, because that company DMs you every now and then, or they're nice to you. It's like, it's not like, I, I don't like that. Cause you, you know, you know what you, you know what they doing, man. Like it, it's, it's corny. Like be honest. You're giving false takes. You're, 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 you're trying to knock down people who you feel like might leave that company that you don't work for. And even if you work for it, if you work for a fortune 500 company and somebody left that company, you, you don't care. <laughs> like you don't care. I said you work at McDonald's and and, and the cat and the person that's flipping the burgers leaves McDonald's. You're not mad at him for leaving McDonald's. You don't care. He he might have found a better job. Maybe he went from work from working McDonald's to go working in the office. You don't care. You only care because it's wrestling and you're weird and you hold on to these weird <laughs> like <you're> weird <laughs> you like these weird ideals about like hey. This is my favorite wrestlers, and this is my favorite company. So I'm gonna grab on teams. Like, man, them, them dudes do like them dudes going to work getting a check. They're getting paid, they're going out there entertaining, they're putting on great matches. That's what they're doing. None of this stuff matters. All that Twitter, it's not real, bro. None of this, none so, of it matters. While we're on the subject of, and I'm gonna get Ernest's take on the whole tag team situation in a second. While we're on the subject, real quick, of people saying silly, go ahead. people saying silly things on Twitter. Um at the same time, even though we didn't agree with that take and that whole thing, I heard a little bit about a uh, a situation with uh, a large group of ladies who work in the wrestling content space. I'm not going to say no names of either side uh -oh. because anybody who knows anything about this knows what I'm talking about. And I don't know if these people want names to be said, so I'm not going to say any names. But please, creators continue to value yourselves watermark your fucking work get your ideas given over to you in writing and if you are a wrestling media company out there who uses people because of the fact that they might check some boxes and you build your fucking brand off of those people's uh ethnicities or genders or anything like that if you build your brand off their backs and then take their ideas and don't fucking properly pay them for it. You're a fucking scum. And we have their fucking backs here. Because like on DA, oh. like he just said, on DAR, we stand on business here. And even if we don't always agree with your wrestling takes, that's fucked up. And we'll have your Thanks. fucking back. And if you want your fucking story told, you are welcome to come fucking have it told here. Because it stops at wrestling. It stops at wrestling takes. Ernest. Thanks. Tag team situation, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I like it a lot. And how do you like the booking of that? Uh, you know, a sudden uh, almost squash for them to win the belts, putting them over real strong. I mean, that that's smart to do. Like, I don't really have – I'll be honest with you, I don't really have much comments because I don't really follow that AEW too much. So I don't really know too much about it. But from what I've seen in highlights and stuff like that, they just look good together. Big Bill, no matter where he is, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact, anywhere – he just provides a great presence. He just all, he just had to get his mind right. Once he got his mind right, you knew he was you knew he was going to be able to succeed wherever he wanted. You saw him have great strides in WWE. You saw him have great strides in the Indies. I feel like now in AEW, he seems like a different guy. His mind's right. He's in great shape. Being with Starks, I mean, it's it's just the smart thing to do, and it just works well. I mean, it translates on TV and everything. So. Last but not least, and you would think the way we roll here on DAR Sports Media, uh, since we like to tap dance on graves a little bit, you would have thought we would have started with this, but we got rolling introducing our, our man here, Ernest R. Alexander, uh, making sure you guys know what to go see down there whenever you're around Florida, see some wrestling posters. Um, we usually when we nail something on this show, we're going to talk all about it when the show comes up. And I don't know how many of you recall, but a couple of weeks ago, I laid out some suspicions that I had given 
the stock situation in Endeavor, given some of the things I was seeing on TV, given the people that are involved, I put forth that, you know, I wonder if Endeavor back-channeled this fucking deal, Vince, got the preferential treatment so that they could get the deal done, making it seem like they were going to keep him in control because that's all Vince wanted. And now that they have the book, so to speak, they're fucking pushing them out. Then this week comes, and you got the fucking Endeavor CEO talking about the main reason our stock price is fucked is because of Vince McMahon. And then you can see him completely. Also, not to mention, True had mentioned on this pod, I believe, last week or the week before, and it was a throwaway. It was last week, and it was kind of a throwaway line because he said it real quick, and then we somehow segued into Bret Hart knocking Vince out while he was fucking naked, and then that fucking whole conversation went that way, and we never really came back to it. Oh, yeah, that conversation. Yeah, I totally but true, but but true is already already knew he had already heard that Vince was out of creative. And then on my end, studying the fucking business end of it, I had already kind of figured out, hey, they might have just told him sweet nothings he wanted to hear so they could get the ink dry. And now they might be ready to fucking move on from his ass. And both of those things were on full fucking display this week. We might be in the fucking end times for this fucking guy. True. God damn it. We did it. It happened again. When will people start listening? Look, man, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, um, that's funny because we had Anthony King on here and we had Teezy. We were talking about battle rappers and stuff. And Loaded Lux has always been my favorite battle rapper. So the one thing he says is rewind is more to find. And I always say, if you listen to this show, sometimes you might bypass something that we said. And you you completely don't don't catch what we're saying and some of the stuff we drop in the hints. Maybe you go back later on and catch it. And for me, my thing is yo like everything I say on on the show, especially you know you know because we're still you know quote unquote media uh you know like we're the anti media media in my opinion, but it's like we say things because we know things. You know what I'm saying? Like you know being being involved in this in this business. It has its ups and downs. It has its perks and its problems. Um, Again, I'll put it. I'll put it like this: We mention things because we know things, but we also operate with never. integrity. Yeah. Operate with integrity, so we don't put the people who tell us these things into bad situations. Shit! Right before this pod kicked off. I was asking Ernest some questions about what's okay to talk about, what's not okay to talk about, because that's how we operate. We don't yeah, put we people into business. bad situations. So we know plenty of things and we will maybe allude to them or mention them, but we're not going to go full on because we don't want to put anybody on blast. I always, I always say this. And the one, the first interview we did uh, with, with another wrestler was obviously my, you know, my homegirl Savannah Evans, uh, who I believe has actually wrestled for uh, CCW. Um, if I'm not mistaken before. Um, but um. You know, we she we 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 talked to her, and there was some stuff that she didn't want to come out. Uh, not not nothing bad, but just stuff that she was like, "Oh, I was you know, I wasn't thinking. I was just talking, talking." It's like, okay, we want to make sure that we are doing you know a service to our our guests and the people that are friends of the show. And I know that some other media sources will take any little nugget of information they get and run with it because it's how they can make their bread and make their butter. But I ain't doing this. Uh, to to get money off of you know disrespect people who who confide in us or work with us. It's not yeah. how I move. I didn't I didn't move that way when I was in the streets. I haven't moved that way in business. I don't move that way with my brothers I make music with or that I do anything with. And I don't do that in wrestling. I think integrity matters a lot in wrestling and there's not a lot of integrity in professional wrestling. Um people want to give you the impression that it is, but it's not. And so we have to stand. We have to stand out because we want to. We don't want to be like everybody else. If we like everybody else trying to get over and trying to, whoop, whoop, um, you know, what I'm saying like, like what we do is genuine. I do a briefcase in point. I just today, uh, I'm sure you probably saw Eric on Twitter. I just shot it out uh, and show support for like all of the artists that are on the AW album, uh, you know, that came out that I was on before and the next one that's coming out that I'm on. 
And I don't do that because I do it because I want to show those brothers love. You know what I mean? There's other, uh, other, you know, like other black artists that are trying to put themselves out there and trying to get, you know, we independent. First of all, we independent contractors working with this company. So I want them to get the streams for their music. I want them to get, uh, you know, somebody who follows me or, or rocks with me, don't know them. I want them to know them, you know? And so it's just all about being genuine and showing love. Just, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, what what can what can this person who has information do to help us or what can we do? Like, nah, it's not like that. People rock with us because we we real and we need more realness in professional wrestling. If like, you even, rewind, you're asking, you're asking for too much. Looks like the, the create so it looks like the creative direction of WWE is changing, and it looks like on the business side they might not really want much more to do with this guy. Uh, Ernest, uh, what what are your thoughts on this whole thing? The way it's developing. You're talking about uh, with Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, with Vince, it, yeah, we we had alluded to the fact that he was kind of not in creative anymore, uh, and then then the, all the sheets basically the next yeah. week were like. Endeavor wants Triple H to run things, and then you had the actual goddamn CEO of the company on fucking Bloomberg saying uh, our stocks in the shitter because of Vince McMahon. I mean, so it's it's been that way for a long time now. I mean, every wrestler that's left, every big time wrestler, you name them, CM Punk, John Moxley, uh, Jericho, a lot of these big time stars, and you're probably going to hear it from Edge soon. But a lot of these big-time guys that have left the company, they've all told the same stories about Vince McMahon. Same stories. He's out of touch. He doesn't listen. He does the same thing and repeats it over and over again. Um, I I don't want to say that he's completely out of touch because the man's a freaking genius. You know, he's he's created some of the best stories, some of the best angles, some of the best characters that pro wrestling has ever seen. But it comes to a point where I feel like he should have stepped down back in like 2007, like when that 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 whole angle before you know the whole Benoit tragedy. But that angle when he went into the limousine and blew up, I think that was it. I think it was time for him to step down. Uh, I think Triple H has a knowledge and creativity and a mind for the business that Vince just can't have at this point. You know, Vince is at an age right now where he should just ride off into the sunset, enjoy retirement. But he's just not like that. You know, a lot of people that are around Vince will tell you, you know, you hear it, you know, in other podcasts, you hear it from guys that have been around him for so many years. They say the same thing. Vince is going to die in that chair because he just loves this business so much. But it's come to a point that, you know, even me, like I watched the product. You saw it when he left. The product was actually getting interesting again. Storylines were taking over. Now he came back and you kind of saw WWE do the same thing they did, retreat back to what they did. You know, a big storyline will come and Brock Lesnar would just come and poop on it. You know, like that's Vince's thing. Vince wants, you know, Vince wants a particular thing that's gone on the same way for decades and decades and decades. I think Endeavor has kind of a good inclination on this. I think it's time for Triple H to just completely take the reins. Like, I think it's time, man. And now Vince ain't going to be the one to say yeah, your nay on that. The fucking guy yeah. over him and Endeavor is. Yeah. <laughs> so not, it not, might be and, the time. That's a good thing. It's probably it's probably yeah. time for someone else to tell him to step down. It's time, man. It's time. True. Looks like Vince is fucking up the money and they don't play that at Endeavor. What do you think? We're, where do you think we're headed here? Do you give a little bit more, a little bit more thought to my theory a couple weeks ago? So I'll say this. Um, I can reveal this because nobody will know what I'm talking about. But um, nine months ago, I want to say, I was talking to somebody who very well versed in the WWE uh, management stuff. And they were like, Nick Khan has a master plan. And we don't know exactly what that is, but we'll see it play out before 2024. And I was heard that, and I was like, huh. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I could kill us about Nick Khan, whatever. And then we saw Nick Khan is now the highest paid person, I believe, uh, in in the WWE management. Which surprise, surprise, <laughs> that master plan is he got a fifteen million dollar bonus for the Endeavor deal. Um, we got uh, Triple H 
people made fun of Triple H. I did too. I yeah, I, I like I make fun of all of them just because I don't I don't I don't really care. But um, you know, Triple H is is now in charge of creative. Vince still has a little bit of power. I think he still has some power. He's never gonna give that power up. But I think overall it's, it was time and it's it's like he, I think he the allegations and everything that came out about him, I gotta word this very carefully. They don't all come out at the same time by some chance. <laughs> you know, like let's be real. Like allegations don't all come out like, oh, this person just finally decided after all these years to say, like I always think, you know, uh there's always something behind it. So maybe um, the call came from inside the house. Yeah. That's what you're yeah, saying. Something like, yeah, something like that. So, you know, I think it's time for Vince to step down. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Triple H, uh, never been the biggest Triple H fan. Uh, even back in the Attitude Era days, just was never a big fan. Um, I think he did a great job when he was running NXT. Uh, I absolutely loved NXT. That was the, probably the only thing I watched uh, during that period of time when he was running it. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think he'll do a good job. I think he has a idea of what he wants to see. You'll see Johnny Gargano Gargano on on the show more probably. Um, Chad Gable is obviously getting getting some getting a push. Uh, he's been killing it. Um, you know, Gunther is 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 doing his thing too, and I think that's a that's a Triple H guy. Um, there's a lot of things, man. I think even L.A. Knight kind of kind of coming to prominence. I think that's Triple H kind of like Triple H sees some rocks, some stone cold in him. A little bit, you know what I mean. So he 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 sees that and he's letting it play out. Although I don't necessarily agree with what I saw tonight uh, from the SmackDown stuff. I won't really go into too much of that. I do. That was a good show. I'm I'm sure you enjoyed it. However, uh, wow, wow, okay, yeah, that's right. I'm sure you enjoyed it, my friend. However, I don't like a Roman Reigns versus LA Knight match because I already know it's going to be some overbooked nonsense. LA Knight's going to lose. He's going to fight solo. And then they're going to keep teasing this Cody and Roman part two thing and run it back, run it back. And like, I just like, I, I don't like that. But at the end of the day, um, everything else is like I said, they got Jay Uso and Cody. I thought they were hilarious at the uh, media scrum at Fastlane. Um, you got uh, Carlito's back now. Um, you got Bobby, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They got their own thing going on. Like I said, I don't, I don't think WWE is gonna ever be booked perfectly again. I think there was, I don't think they ever been booked perfectly, but I think they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to get things together, and it's, it's cool. Like I said, it's, it's cool. Um, I think Triple H having more power is an interesting thing, though. Oh, like, let's, I want to revisit this six months from now. We'll see how everything, how everything looks. Like when he, he had quote unquote creative control, like last year or whatever it was. It was okay. I I didn't really care for it that much. <laughs> like I know everybody else was like, "Yo, this is great. It's so much better." And I was like, "It's just, it's just because it's not completely garbage anymore." It was yeah, exactly. It wasn't actively insulting anymore. It was just fucking boring. Um, I just want to point out this, and I'm gonna say this: this was this is not relevant to what we talk about. It's relevant to Lost Frisco, aka Wave Wave Meltzer, is my guy on Twitter. Shout out to Russell Wave. Russell Wave. Uh, we might be eventually having them on, uh, you know, working with them. He said that Jay Cargill and Charlotte being on the same screen is when the yams and the mac and cheese touch. And I just want to oh point out, gosh. don't you ever in your life, I'm saying this on the show, ever compare Charlotte to mac and cheese when Jay Cargill is the yams. That is, I, I can't believe that was even said. I felt like Charlotte, Charlotte's cool. But that's not mac and cheese and yams, brother. That's not that's 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 not mac and cheese again. I just come you can't do that. We gotta draw the line somewhere. We gotta draw the line. That's hummus and yams. That ain't mac and cheese and yams. That's you know, don't do that. Don't hummus do that. Yams would be good. Ernest Alexander. You, you would you would you would say something. Come on, man. Hummus and yams. That would together? be good. Yeah. Together? We doing this? Really? All right. Hummus and yams? Ernest Alexander, where can we see you coming up next? And tell us about your YouTube channel. Yeah, you guys can catch me um, wrestling with Coastal Championship Wrestling. Uh, we are at the um, Miami Brewing Company down in Hialeah, Florida. Uh, we're Hell there yeah. the first Saturday. Yeah, we're there the first Saturday of every month. Uh, we got a show next Saturday. It's called Breakout in Pompano Beach. 
all the information. Uh, it's Coastal Championship Wrestling. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, which is now called X. Uh, my channel, you know, I do my Miami Heat podcast. You can find me in uh, Miami Heat Talk. So you can check that out as well. So whether it's wrestling or Miami Heat, you can follow me on that. Hell yeah, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, thank you for joining us. True. Oh, we, I mean, we talk about the albums on every single one, so I don't, I don't know. Is there <laughs> Look, anything? Man, is there anything listen, new or different? Listen, that's a lot going on right now, brother. I try to tell people. Um, obviously, the one thing uh, AEW has a uh, new album, "Who We Are," Volume Two, coming out um, in the next couple weeks, I guess, um, or month. Um, also, I think I, t- I told you that the the, the AEW Fight Forever soundtrack is being considered for Grammy nominations. Uh, so that's that's a big deal. Um, we have I got I got my comeback trail album that's on my solo album. Um, we got straight out of a comic book project. Uh, the platform and older guys do evolve, and we have a new project because the 12th anniversary of my first album is actually coming up in a couple weeks. So we're working on a new project. They'll probably put out before that. Um, it's Dar to the World Falls. 12 years of revival so that'll be out um i'm convincing apollo to get to get you know to get back and do a solo stuff um man it's a lot going on right now (laughs) it's just a lot going on right now a lot some stuff i can't talk about just yet um oh do you want to point out uh we will have a uh the black guy uh, wrestling podcast is actually going to be a part of uh our next weekend wrestling podcast um hell yeah I, I totally forgot that it just slipped my mind until I realized it. Um, so shout out to them. They just did an amazing interview with one of my favorite rap groups of all time, Little Brother. Um, they, I think they are almost about to hit like four or five, uh, four thousand followers on on Twitter and stuff like that. So they're celebrating. Um, a couple other guests reaching out to us. Uh, like I said, musically, I'm I'm trying to take a little break again, you know, because we just did like three or four projects back to back. So uh, I'm hoping for you know the thanksgiving christmas time you won't hear any music from me or anything like that uh i don't know if i can stick to that because my work ethic but yeah so what no no dar christmas album come on you know what's funny look we had we had we have actually nobody would know this and i'm mad i'm saying this over here but we have three songs for a halloween album we're just not gonna put it out yes like, what are we talking about i told you we gotta do a nostalgia hour about horror man horror movies we for look, halloween we gotta got look we gotta get Ernest. we gotta get Ernest back for a nostalgia hour i feel like that's yes that'd be perfect. oh my god so, he'd, be fucking, he'd be fucking killing it we could shoot the shit about yes absolutely um go back this week yeah. if you're on the feed right now check out our interview with anthony king it was fucking awesome um hey. talking about journeys talking about shared experiences of of media creators and uh just people who you know uh love to like like to make art i mean we and before the show uh me you and Ernest were kind of having that conversation as well some of the things we all have in common um very cool interview stay tuned pretty soon uh the nfl pod is going to become the nfl slash nba pod we're going to do kind of a little bit longer thing for you guys um so we can get both major sports in there. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, like True said, we got some uh, some stuff bubbling with some really cool guests coming up. So pay attention to the feed. Thank you for the support. And remember, the world of DAR Sports Media never stops. Straight out of Reseda, I'm a believer. You're speaking of elite, better know we truly the leaders. I steam with every dream, my king since let it rain. It's me and my gang rolling the greatest you've ever seen. You can keep all of the scrums, the media never runs. The moment that you observe, I wrestle with everyone. Now see what you become. This ain't practical, check the attitude. Started too sweet and the bullets club in the avenue. Sabbaticals are temporary in the wing, we naturals. Every play you run, I see your ladder, but what's back at you? Moving shit godly, keep the stupid shit off me. V trigger, we bigger. It's a super kick party, nigga.
killing the business. <laughs>